I'm taking a break from Luke. We're, we're, we're deep in chapter 10. And you guys have been walking with us all year in the book of Luke and going step by step by step. We're right at the Good Samaritan. So that's our, that's our, our bookmark, okay? So when we get back sometime in January, we're gonna, we'll talk about a few things between now and then. Um, but in January, we'll talk. When, when I talk about the Good Samaritan, you'll know we're back on track, okay? But I wanted to, I, I wanted to, I, I've just been meditating on the Christmas stories. And usually there, there's a lot of, um, I don't know, when I, when I read them, I tend to see them comedically. That it's funny the way that God interacts with, with, uh, the different people. But today I was, I was thinking in a different light, in a more, um, sober matter. So if I don't make any fun of what we're talking about today, even though it's funny, um, because I want you to catch what I think God did when we were coming out of worship. We have to catch the holy moments of our life. And they're happening constantly, and yet we become unaware of them because we're just not tuned into that frequency. And what was happening with uh, the, the, the first few incidences in Luke chapter 1 was God was doing something very specific and very, uh, very unusual with different people. So I skipped over Zechariah. It's one of my favorite stories. I'm going right to Mary. You guys have heard this story before. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just uh, kind of walk it with you a little bit this morning. All right, you guys ready? The announcement. Mary, you're having a baby. Okay, uh, so this is, this is what it says. It says, in the sixth month, and the sixth month was Elizabeth's sixth month, so you'd have to go back to the other story, but I'm not going to start there. It was her cousin, uh, Mary's cousin, uh, who was older, and she was unable to have children, and then she became pregnant. It's a miracle. God's still doing miracles. Even when you think it's over, God's saying, it's not over. It's not over until I say it's over, all right? And then when I say it's over, then it's over. Okay, so in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph from the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Now, it, the, Luke starts out his story. Now, he, he's been writing down, and we've, we've been talking about this, but he's been writing down all the incidences. It's like firsthand accounts. He talked to Mary and said, how did this thing go down? And she goes, I don't know. I was working one day, just hanging out at the house, sorting through some stuff. And next thing I know, there's an angel in my living room. Okay, I said I wasn't going to be a comedic, but it's hard, to, it's hard to not be because when was the last time you guys, anybody seen an angel? Angel ever show up at your guy's house? Anybody? Anybody? Okay, yeah, because it's unusual. So when you read this and you go, there's an angel, you're like, of course, there's an angel. It's in the Bible. But do you know that angels are talked about over 400 times in the Bible? It's, it's, they're not, they're not, they're unusual, but they're not unusual in the fact that we are living, again, in this kingdom realm. We talk about in, in Revelation chapter 4, all the saints and angels, thousands upon thousands. And in the Christmas story, you got the shepherds in the field, and it says the heavenly host. There's an army of angels that all of a sudden reveal themselves. So right now, 
as we are worshiping and as we're sitting here, there probably are angels among us. Ministering spirits who might tap you on the shoulder and encourage you and say, hey, when you read that, does that encourage your heart? Right? Because they're, they're messengers. Part of them, there's, there's not, and I'm not going to give a whole talk on, on angels this morning. I just want to say that while it's unusual, we're living in a world that's filled with unusual if we're living in the kingdom of God. Okay? I'm looking at Karen this morning. She's like, that's why I pray. Because, see, if that, and that's why we pray. Is, is if, you, if you're just praying from the natural, then you're, you're, it's like punching a wall. Because you're like, ah, I got to pray harder or I got to do something more or something. But when you enter into the kingdom of God, then that's not the case. You say, Lord, I know you're wanting to do some incredible things that go way beyond anything. Yeah. Okay. So this Gabriel shows up and talks to Mary. And he says, he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled by the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said, do not be afraid. Okay. What's interesting is that she wasn't, she, she wasn't af- afraid or perplexed that, she was, that an angel was in her living room or wherever he was. She was perplexed at the message that he brought. And let me read it to you again. He came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. Because she is like us, we do not feel favored. We think about our lives and we're like, where's the favor of God? She wasn't thinking, oh man, I'm just enjoying the Lord right now. And oh, look, an angel. Oh, and an announcement from the angel. Oh, you're favored. It's like, I get it. That's not the case. And uh, I'll talk about it in just a minute, but I, I want... I want us to understand that these stories were here not just as a historical reference, but to point us to a greater truth that this is the state of every child of God. That you are highly favored. And you would be perplexed if you really got a hold of that. Just like, and it's like, what? Why are you saying this to me? And then he says, well, don't, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. He says it again. Because she started to, to go, hold on, something's in my heart right now where I can't, I'm having a hard time believing that God is for me. Okay. And so, and behold, oh, so don't be afraid, Mary, for you found favor with God. And, and then he says, and behold, you will conceive uh, in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. You're like, hold on. How, how fast did this conversation really happen? Now, you know that, that in the Gospels, they couldn't put down every word. I'm sure this was a longer conversation. I don't think it was like, okay, I just need to shoot in here for a minute, tell Mary she's going to have a baby, and then I'm out of here. I'm sure it may not have been like a long discussion, but 
they might have had like, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm Gabriel. Hey, you know, I'm from heaven. Uh, and uh, I mean, there, there's, there's some stuff that was happening uh, in between. But all we get are these little snippets because Luke doesn't want to make this the world's longest gospel. Instead, he just, he says, okay, she was afraid because she's telling him. And I was really afraid because the angel's in my room. And then he tells me, you're going to have a baby. And he tells him about this baby. You'll bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, which means the Lord saves. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom there will, there, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Did we read that somewhere? Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. So all he's doing is saying, hey, listen, you are part of God's promises. You are, God, you are part of the prophecy that God is making to the world. Now, it's easy for us to divorce that from ourselves. But do you know that you literally are part of God's prophetic voice now? You actually are. Your life is now part of the prophetic voice of God to the world. I just think that's astounding. All right, we'll keep going on. So his, his rule will never end. And then Mary says to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel said, no problem. The Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age also has conceived a son, that would be John the Baptist, and this is, um, and this is the sixth month with, with her who was called barren. I love that. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I'm the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Okay. If you follow the Lord, there will be times where He will surprise you. Sometimes He'll surprise you in a moment and you'll notice the surprise, but sometimes He'll surprise you and you won't notice. It might be a season of time, like nine months, and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, I'm having a baby. (laughs) I am surprised. (laughs) Sometimes it's in the beginning and sometimes it's at the end. I I was telling somebody this week, I was telling a, a story of of a history of something that God God did. And sometimes you don't see the hand of God till later, and you realize, God, I was right in the middle of God using me, and I didn't recognize it. That's, that's you guys. And, and what I'm trying, what, what I, the, the, the only message I'm trying to get a hold of is, be ready to be surprised by God. Because when you say, God, use my life, something interesting is going to happen. Are you guys up for that? You're like, no, no, I, I want to live a mundane life. I, I want to be safe. Now, there's nothing safe about what was happening right here, right now. You guys know that. Nothing safe. She was, and, and you can just, you know, it, it's kind of cool. Like, oh, look at what God's doing in her life. But babies are forever. Once you have a child, 
There's no like, oh, when they're 18, they move out. I mean, that, that's cool if they do that or whatever. But they're still there forever. I mean, I still think about all my kids all the time because they're forever. Now, you guys know the rest of the story. She was at the cross. That's called a painful day. Just trying to tie it all in. Okay, here we go. So in order to be surprised by God, you have to get a glimpse of the invisible. We're living in this invisible realm that is very active right now. God is moving on the hearts of you and on the hearts of people around you. And you're got and you know, maybe you're praying for a family member and you're like, God can never get to this person. Oh no. He's making things happen in their life. Even some bad things. Do you know that sometimes it's bad things that draw people to Christ? How about you? Did you guys come to Christ because you were, you know, you had pockets full of money and everything was going great? No. God will bring around circumstances where things are not so good. And then you'll think, maybe I should look higher, right? And so getting a glimpse of the invisible. Now, most of you know the Lord. I think all of you here this morning, maybe somebody online doesn't. But part of the Christian life, and I was, I was saying it earlier, is, is intended for us to try to perceive what can only be perceived spiritually, okay? And it's a practice regularly. That's why when we read the Bible and we're like, this doesn't make any sense, and God's like, it will if you stop for a moment and ask me to reveal it to you. Um, Much of what people don't understand about the spiritual life is that it's not natural. There's nothing natural about it. It can only be perceived spiritually. And yet we try to take the natural realm and make it work into our our perspective. Okay, back to glimpsing. So God sends an angel on purpose. He could have done this another way, I'm sure. He could have just given her a revelation or she could have found herself pregnant one day and go, what happened here? You know, I guess I'm going to have to live by faith. I don't know. But uh, she was obviously open to what God was wanting to do in her life. And she was willing to be visited by the angels or a word of the Lord so that God could, could accomplish something. So anyway, life is a surprise. Get, get ready to glimpse the invisible. You have no idea what God wants to do in your life. All right. Second thing I want to talk about was experiencing the favor of God. The way, um, one of the things that will surprise you and probably already has is how much God loves you. Do you guys know how much God loves you? It's crazy. This, this whole Christmas thing, what we're doing is a story of God saying, I am going to do whatever I can to prove my love to you. I'm going to take the most precious person in the, in the universe and I'm going to sacrifice him for your, for your life so that you can join me in fellowship. Is that crazy? All right. <laughs> it's crazy, right? It's crazy. It's great. But that should be surprising us almost every day. And yet, sometimes I'm wondering, I don't even know if God's around. You guys ever feel that way? It's like, I don't know about this Christian thing. I mean, it's rare, 
because I, I think the Lord has, I'm, I'm aware of his favor more now than ever in my life. Um, and even when I don't sense it at all, uh, I know who I know. I know in whom I've believed. All right. So this, this double favor that the, the angel's talking about, it's this pursuit of grace on your life. Now, grace is kind of like oil. Uh, I, no- I noticed the other day I was opening my garage door and it started making a sound. And I thought, what is that sound? And then I realized I have not oiled my garage door for 25 years. <laughs> it probably needs a little WD-40 to get things moving. I haven't done it yet because it was like, Okay, one more thing on, on the list of, you know, <laughs> of home ownership. It's like, oh, great. Where's the landlord? Uh, so, but, but it's on my list. Um, but how many have tried really hard to see the favor of God in your life in some way? You're like, oh, God, I really, really, really need you to show up. Anybody? Any may have some difficulties? Right. And, the grace of God being poured out on us, you also experience those times when you realize, wow, things are just happening. God is actually doing stuff. And this whole concept of grace is, is he's wanting not things to be easy on you, but he wants you to experience his ease in your life so that you can just let go. Maybe we should just pause for a moment. Enter the grace of God. Even invite it. Mary's like, what is this greeting? Starting to get a little afraid here. And it wasn't because of the future. It was because of her perception of how God saw her. And I believe that this is a season of grace for God's children. Part of that grace is his revealing himself in ways that we will notice, but also understanding his nearness and his plans for us. Lord, I just stop for a moment, and I ask, Lord, that you would reveal your unending grace on our lives. Because we know who this grace giver is, the one who gives bountiful gifts to his children and will not withhold from us. And Lord, we don't want to just believe it. We want to experience it fully. In Jesus' name. All right. Now lastly, what Mary does here is she opens herself up for the prospect of the surprises. When, when the announcement is made, she had no idea what was really happening. No idea. Just like us. We have no idea how God's going to work out all the details of our life. Maybe you're facing something right now and you're like, I don't know how God's going to work this out. But she says these fateful words. 
Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Now, most of us don't really like surprises. (laughs) I would just rather things be normal and not surprising. So maybe you don't want to open yourself up to surprises. But you certainly want to open yourself up to what the Lord wants to do next in your life. Right? And the angel, he precedes, her statement precedes the angel saying, you know your friend, you know your cousin, Elizabeth? She was barren, and yet God spoke a word, and nothing is impossible with God. And then she says to herself, really, what about me? And the reason I want to contrast that is that God sometimes will put people very close to you where God is moving in their life as a confirmation for what's going to happen with you next. Let me reinforce this for just a minute. Sometimes it looks like God's not doing anything in your life. And yet you talk to other people and God seems to be doing something in their life. And sometimes we'll get discouraged. It's like, man, I wish God was moving in my life like that. When God is trying to just say to you, see how I'm moving here? You're it next. And that's what... He's is the message to Mary is like, wow, remember when you thought that your cousin could not have kids and she was too old? Now I'm doing I'm doing something great in her life. And you see how you can't figure out what's happening next in your life? Just wait. I'm about to do something amazing in yours. The message of Christmas is to remind us that there is nothing impossible with God. And the things that God wants to do in our life are beyond our comprehension. If we can comprehend them, then they're not big enough. How do I know this? Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 says, For God is able to do abundantly, exceedingly more than you can think or dream or believe according to His purposes in Christ Jesus. And so I want to just end with that encouragement to you that as you open your life to him this morning, get ready to start seeing a new dimension of his life touching you. This whole holiday season is set for God to use you. Will you perceive it? All right, let's pray. Father, we know that these aren't just stories for us to look at historically. 
but they're promises of the patterns of the kingdom of God in the life of every person who opens their heart and says, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be done to me as you have said. And each of us in this room can say that honestly. Lord, we are yours. Let your life flow in us as you have said. And Lord, that you would confirm in our hearts as we see you move in the lives of other people, that we would know that we're next as well. Those things we long for, they're coming to a season of fulfillment according to your promises. And Lord, we anticipate being surprised by you, being surprised by your grace, your peace, your life. And Lord, we just say, as we close, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in our life as it is in the lives of those that we've read. Thank you, God, that you are our everlasting Father, our wonderful Counselor, our Prince of Peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Are you guys ready? Are you ready? All right. Next week, I will be asking you, what did God do if you see him? Now, remember, you have to have, you got to have eyes for it. Because I think God's doing stuff all the time, and we're like, I didn't even notice. Because you see what you're looking for. So put on your God eyes, your God goggles, and say, Lord, let me see what you see. God bless you. Let his face shine upon you and give you peace this week. If you're anxious about anything, put it into the hands of God. He will take care of it. Cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. All right. For those joining us online, God bless you. We're going to have lunch in just a minute. So sorry you're not with us. It's a really good lunch. Smells fantastic. I'm just messing with you. Have a great week, and we will see you guys later. (laughs) Bye-bye.